Hello, everyone, and welcome to Midnight Ghost Stories. I'm your host, Latasha Molidor, and I will be sharing with you my personal ghost stories and stories I've heard from my family members, friends, and other sources. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Midnight Ghost Stories. For episode 21, we have a couple of stories to share from listeners and also some clips from some of my favorite episodes of the podcast so far. But this special episode is also a birthday shout out. An email came in requesting a shout out to Giovanni Fairbrother, but also they requested that we release an episode on their birthday, which is today, April 23rd. So happy birthday to you. We hope you have a great birthday today. Enjoy this episode and thank you for sharing your story. And here's their story. I once encountered a ghost while playing on a Ouija board and it tried to kill me and my friends. So we had made a Ouija board and I asked one of my dead ancestors if they knew me and it said no and my candles in my room flickered and we all got creeped out. We tried to blow out the candles and once we did the candles lit on their own and we all stood up and screamed because there was a big scratch on my hand and the Ouija board flew into the air and said you are next. So we all jumped in the air and ripped up the Ouija board because it was made out of paper and we threw it in the recycling, never to be seen again. That's terrifying. Y'all already know how I feel about Ouija boards. So even if you make your own, it does still work. Just remember, if you don't follow the rules or use with caution, things may not go so well. I'm glad they were all okay, especially being young. Even as an adult, that would be a bit much for me. Here's our next story. So, for context, this happened when I was little, maybe somewhere between six to eight years ago. At the time, I lived in this old apartment complex, I believe it was about 50 years old at that point. A lot of things went down in that apartment and the paranormal experiences had begun before I was even born. So one day, me, my mom, and my Nana were all in the kitchen. I was eating breakfast and I think my Nana was doing the dishes. I don't remember what my mom was doing. We were all talking and laughing like an actual family for once when my mom suddenly told us to stop. She walked up beside me and got really close before pointing up to the ceiling and whispering, Listen, in the upstairs room right above us, which was the room me and my mother were sharing at the time, you could hear footsteps walking across the room. Keep in mind, we were the only people in the apartment at the time. Looking back on it, it scares me. But at the time, I found it exciting and thrilling. I knew it couldn't have just been the house settling because it was actually moving across the room. Even though we moved out of that apartment three or four years ago at this point, it hasn't stopped. That is very creepy. Crazy story. Literally just a couple of weeks ago, some of my coworkers were telling me that they think our building is haunted. One coworker talked with one of the janitors in our building, and he said when he's alone in the building, he hears yelling and screaming coming from some of the other office floors. Another coworker said she had an experience also. So a couple of months ago, we had an ice storm, and our office was closed almost the whole week. We were open Monday and then Friday because after Tuesday there was no power in the building. So before the building lost power, my coworker decided to go into work that Tuesday since the roads weren't too bad to drive where she was coming from. There was nobody else there because again we were closed. She said she kept hearing other voices coming from inside our office like people having full-on conversations and talking on the phone. She was paranoid so she would constantly get up to check and she wouldn't see anyone else in the office. The lights are also motion activated, so she has an office that she shares, and then there's a hallway to the printers and the other offices. So if no one is out there, I guess the lights shut off. But she said they kept coming on like someone was walking around, and then she'd go out and look around, and there was still no one there. 
Now, I don't know any history on this building, but after hearing a couple of my coworkers tell me this, it is scary, but it also makes me want to go investigate just to see if it feels weird or anything. She said she had a weird feeling in there alone that day. I think at some point my anxiety would have been like, okay, well, I'm done for the day. <laughs> but I have had experiences like that too. Literally hearing voices, but no one is there. I will insert a clip in this episode as well. Next, I want to play one of the first ghost stories that was emailed in. It's a good one. It's from episode 11, Haunted Jobs. My house is next to the river of my district. People from village to village talked about ghosts to menace me, but I'm not afraid of ghosts. Haven't been since childhood. I have heard from many people that if you walk beside the river in the evening, you can see the eerie spirit, but I've never believed that. I went to my uncle's house for a job. I boarded a boat of one of my acquaintance's uncle. I was on my way home one evening. My uncle had some work in the village, so he dropped me off quite a distance from my home. He asked if it would be a problem. I said no. I said bye to my uncle and started walking home. It was getting late. Soon the darkness of the night will cover all around. I didn't have a lamp, but my home was not very far away. It would take 15 minutes if I went on the curbed way, and if I went straight by road, it would take 25 to 30 minutes. On that day, we had a match against England, so I decided to take the shortcut. I started walking. Everyone seemed to be watching the match because I didn't see anyone on the pathway. After walking for about four to five minutes, I felt something fall in the bushes beside me. I forgot to mention that the short road was full of a few grassy areas and clumps. I could hear the sounds of crickets all around. I stopped walking and stood for about 30 seconds after I listened to the noise. I tried to listen to the sound clearly, but no more sounds came. I am stubborn. I slowly stepped forward towards the bushes. Many may think that I am lying, but I was really very brave then. As I stood by the bushes and gave a look, I was astonished. I saw a woman in a white dress leaning on something. It looked like a four-legged animal. I was going to be obsessed. The vision was not obvious. An eating sound was coming from the woman. The sound of breaking bones came to my ears. She was eating something. I couldn't stand it anymore. I shouted audibly, who's here? Who are you? The woman immediately turned towards me. As soon as I saw her face, it seemed that my heart jumped up into my throat. I kept myself standing with great difficulty. The woman's age was unknown, but she had white hair, white clothes, and blood on her face, as well as the carcass of a medium-sized cow lying in front of her. I couldn't understand it. The woman left the dead cow and came towards me in the blink of an eye. I didn't remember anything after that. I lost my cognition. After regaining consciousness, I discovered myself in our backyard. I saw that some elders were surrounding me. I heard from them that on the way back at night, my uncle saw me three houses down from our house. Then with the help of more people, he brought me home. Surprisingly, the carcass of a half-eaten cow was found a little away that day. Some of its body was found, but not all of it. When I first read this story, I could picture what was happening, almost like something in a movie or like haunted folklore or something. Very well written, but my goodness, can you imagine seeing something like that? I don't even think I would know if I was still awake at that point. 
These next clips are not in any particular order. They are some of my experiences that I think really got to me. I mean, of course, they all have, but these are some that I can vividly remember to this day. I'll skip over the seance episode only because I recently aired that audio on the exorcism episode, but that is also one of my favorites as well. This clip is from episode one, My Middle School Home. The first incident that I remember, um, I was sleeping. It was the middle of the night, probably about three o'clock. And out of nowhere, my stereo is on full blast. It just turns on by itself. I jump up, I'm discombobulated, not really knowing what's going on. I look in the doorway and I see my older sister standing there and she says, what are you doing? And I'm yelling at her, what are you doing? We're screaming over the music because it's so loud. I just get up, run to my door and I turn the light on, run back to the stereo and turn it off. And I just stand there staring at it, just thinking, did she come in here and turn my radio on playing a trick on me? Who did this? So I was freaked out by it. Um, my sister had already gone back to her room by that point. And she actually got back to her room pretty fast. Like just the moment it took me to get from my bed to the door, she was already gone. And I decided to unplug the stereo and I grabbed a sheet from the closet and I threw a sheet over it. It scared me that bad. Um, to this day, now this was 1995. So to this day, I never leave any radios or stereos plugged in. Um, I always unplug them when I'm done. And I remember when I first met my husband, he asked me, why do you keep unplugging the radio? So I told him that story and it's just stuck with me ever since. This next clip is from episode three, Babies and the Supernatural. I, everyone had gone upstairs to bed and I was downstairs by myself and I went ahead and turned my head to face the couch while I was sleeping just to avoid seeing any shadows or anything like on the, a reflection on the TV screen I just didn't want to see anything that's how scared I was um, I was at the point where I wanted to just go upstairs and get in bed with my niece and her little toddler bed because I was freaked out but while I'm trying to fall asleep all of a sudden I hear a weird noise coming from the stairs. So it's not completely dark. My sister had like a night light in her kitchen. So there was a little bit of light so I could still see in the living room. I turned around and I saw this balloon bouncing down the stairs off the ceiling like somebody was holding it and it was just bouncing on and off the ceiling while they were walking down the stairs. I was in shock, so I just stared at it. And then it got caught in the ceiling fan. Are you freaking kidding me? I was literally about ready to pack up and drive back to Austin in the middle of the night. I got the balloon untangled and I put it in the kitchen and I tied it to one of the kitchen chairs. My next thought was, now should I go upstairs and get in my niece's little toddler bed with her? But I, I just, after seeing that, I was too scared to even go up the stairs after I saw that balloon floating down the stairs by itself. So I was just kind of stuck. So then I started to have sleep paralysis. That doesn't usually happen to me at night. I only get sleep paralysis during the day when I'm taking a nap or if it's in the morning and I've just been sleeping way too long and I'm trying to get up is when I get sleep paralysis. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in another episode soon. 
Um, but I, I had a really restless night. I couldn't sleep. Anytime I tried to sleep, it was disturbing. So I just really couldn't wait for the sun to come up because I was just having a really hard time. And the next one is from episode six, Strange Occurrences with a Glitch in the Matrix. Years ago, at the time, my husband and I were working early shifts. So we'd get home around three o'clock in the afternoon from work every day. The day that this happened, I got home from work and went straight to the kitchen to clean out my lunchbox before doing anything else. I checked on the dog, made sure he had water, maybe gave him a treat. We had a doggy door so he could just go in and out whenever he wanted. Here's the setup of our house we lived in at the time. When you walk in through the front door or the garage door, there's an open living room. And then to the left were a couple of bedrooms and a bathroom. Past the living room was the kitchen and to the left was the master bedroom. So from the kitchen view, while I was at the kitchen sink, I could see directly into the living room over the bar. And then the master bedroom was to my right. My husband would wear a yellow shirt with his work uniform, not a bright yellow. It was a darker yellow, but I could still see it out of the corner of my eye. So I was washing dishes. I didn't have any lights on because it was the middle of the day. I didn't turn on the TV yet, nothing. I heard the garage door open and close and I saw my husband walk through the garage door past the living room. Again, I could see his shirt. When he got next to me to walk into the master bedroom, I said, hey babe, without even looking up. Now I hadn't looked up at all this whole time yet, but I could hear every sound and I could see every movement from the corner of my eye. He walked into the bedroom and then nothing happened. He didn't say anything back to me. No lights turned on, no shower turned on. I called out to him again and I got no reply. I walked into the room and he wasn't there. So it wasn't unusual for him to come in through the garage. Sometimes he would sit out there to smoke a cigarette or he would have the garage open to do some work on the cars or something. Literally a few minutes later, he came walking in through the front door. So I didn't see him come in and then go back out. So I had a look of shock on my face and he asked me, what's wrong? I told him, didn't you just walk in here a few minutes ago through the garage? I was talking to you and you didn't answer me, but you weren't there when I went to look for you. So he looks at me and said, I just now got home. Here's another clip from episode nine, Family Hauntings. One Sunday I had gone over there to use the printer. Ours wasn't working and I needed to print out some important paperwork. I think my mom and my younger sister were at church, but my oldest nephew was there. I talked with him for a little while and I heard the babies in the back room playing. I figured he was babysitting. So I went ahead and finished whatever I needed to do on the computer first. I can get distracted when I see the babies and the little kids and you know, I just wanna stay and play with my nieces and nephews. So I told my nephew I was gonna go ahead and head out, but I wanted to see the kids first. He said, what kids? I said, they're not here. I thought I heard their voices in the back room. And he said, no, I'm the only one here. It wasn't the neighbors that I heard. 
I heard the babies. I heard my nieces and nephews in the back room playing. So he kind of looked at me confused when I asked him that because he didn't know that I was hearing voices that whole time coming from the room. So I just told him, okay, well, I guess I'll see you later then. And I gave him a hug and left. And I felt really bad because he was a teenager and I just left him there and I didn't really explain what had happened. I just said, all right, bye. And I just left the poor kid in the apartment by himself. This last clip is probably one of the scariest experiences I've ever had. It's from episode 7, Sleep Paralysis. So four years ago, it was around 3 in the morning, and I kept feeling like I was hearing someone walk in our bedroom, into our bathroom, and walking back and forth. So I opened my eyes. And I saw a short woman standing at the foot of the bed on my side. She was in a white dress with long black shaggy hair. There is also a picture of this on the Facebook and Instagram page. That's what she looked like to me. I thought sure enough I wasn't actually seeing what I thought I was seeing. So I closed my eyes and opened them again hoping she would disappear. But she got closer to me. I closed my eyes again and opened them and she was closer. So she kept getting closer and closer to me every time I closed and opened my eyes. I got so scared, I just kept my eyes shut. I tried to pull the comfort over my face, but I couldn't move. I couldn't stand to look anymore because she just kept getting closer and closer. And then I was just hoping I would just fall back asleep and that she would just go away. But then I felt her put her hands on my chest. I couldn't breathe, I couldn't move a muscle. And then I felt her put her face next to my head and I could feel her breathing in my ear. It took everything in me to shake myself awake. I sat straight up in bed and I looked over at my husband and he was sleeping really heavy. Now he's not really a heavy sleeper. He has trouble sleeping most nights. So me shaking as as hard as I did and making an abrupt movement like that He would have made a noise or flinched or he probably would have even woken up, but he didn't even move. I sat up in bed and I looked around for a minute and decided to just get up and make my coffee. I didn't want to wake up my husband, so I didn't turn on any lights, but I didn't want to walk around in the dark either. So I just used the flashlight on my phone and I was just really scared of being in the dark. I took my coffee to the computer room and I turned on the light in there. I decided to get on Facebook and post what had just happened to me while I had my coffee. Um, I just kind of wanted to see what other people's thoughts were on this. And at that point, I just decided to go to the gym after I was done with my coffee. When I got out of the gym, I called my brother and my sister to video chat to see if they were awake. Usually around four or five in the morning, they would still be up just because they worked at night. And my sister had just had a grandson and um, he was only a few months old so usually her or my nephew would get up and they would be up in the morning feeding him or changing his diaper so when I video called my brother him and my sister were both awake so I told them what happened and they could tell how scared I was and it had been a couple hours by then but I was still shaken up by this I went home to get ready for work my husband usually wakes up about 10 minutes before his alarm So when I would get in the shower, coming home from the gym, that would be his cue to wake up and start getting ready. I got out of the shower and I opened the bathroom door and he was still asleep. This wasn't like him at all to sleep like this, especially on a weekday. 
So I tapped him, I called out to him, and it took me shaking him as hard as I could to get him to wake up. And he jumped up and he was like, whoa, that was weird. And I asked him what was weird, and he said he just had a really weird feeling, like something just felt off to him. And I said, well, you need to get up and get ready for work. And he said he had no idea why he was sleeping so hard, but something just felt off to him that morning. So I told him what happened to me and what I saw. And he asked me, why didn't I wake him up, especially since I was so scared. And I told him, I couldn't have woken you up if I wanted to because of how hard you were sleeping. So we both felt that it had to have been some kind of bad energy keeping him asleep while I experienced what I did. On Facebook, all the comments were saying that it was probably stress or I just had a bad dream. I was like, no, what I saw was real and I was awake. My eyes were open, but my body just couldn't move. So that was the first and only time I have had an experience like that with sleep paralysis. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. There will be a new episode in June, and I'm hoping to have some fun content for y'all. I'm joining a small group of people to do a paranormal investigation with none other than the Real Ghost of Podcasts here in Austin, Texas. It's going to be at the Parapeculiar Haunted Museum inside the Velvet Casket. Also check out the podcast Parapeculiar. The owner talks to a lot of different people about ghosts, psychics, haunted items, and all kinds of fun stuff. You can also find them on Instagram. And also check out the Real Ghost of Podcast if you haven't already. I actually went to this museum about a month ago, and I learned a lot about all of the haunted items that are inside There's a haunted mask, and he said that most people have some type of feeling or experience when they wear it. So at first I was like, no thanks, I'll just browse. But then I was like, can I just pick it up and look at it? And then he said, well, I have one rule. If you pick it up, you have to put it on. And he laughed. So I was like, okay, let's see. So I put it up to my face and looked around for a minute. Nothing happened. So I held on to it for a little longer, and I started to feel a strong anxiety sensation like I did at the seance. So I put the mask down, and I told him that's what I was feeling. And he said that's the very first thing everyone feels when they put on that mask. So that was kind of creepy. So I'm really excited to see how this investigation goes. And hopefully I can share that with y'all. And let's give another shout out to Giovanni Fairbrother and our listener. Happy birthday. Thanks again for your creepy story. Have fun today. And thank you everyone for listening. That's it for this episode of Midnight Ghost Stories. If you have a story to share, please send an email to midnightghoststoriespodcast at gmail.com. It will be read on the show or send in a voice recording to be played on an episode. Also be sure to follow us on Facebook at Midnight Ghost Stories and Instagram at Midnight Ghost Stories Podcast and subscribe and download on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Anchor. Tune in next time for another episode of True Creepy Ghost Stories.